Welcome to Copy Room Chat. We all know some of the best teacher collaboration happens in the copy room. The Copy Room Chat podcast is brought to you by the Practical Teachers and hosted by me, Renee Hirano and Amy Younger. Amy and I are bringing those conversations and collaborations to you. This podcast is a place where we tackle authentic classroom struggles and celebrate those successes. We will share stories and highlights from our diverse classroom experiences. In each episode, we provide a quick tip or tool that educators can use in their classrooms immediately. In just our first three episodes, we will chat about establishing a productive mindset for the year, how to negotiate classroom setup, and navigating those important first days of school. These are just the beginning. Are you looking for mentorship, support, or just a place to feel connected? You've come to the right podcast. Click the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the chat. See you in the copy room. Hey teachers, welcome back to the copy room. I'm your host, Renee Hirano, along with Amy Youngren. Have you noticed in your classroom routine slipping unwanted student behaviors bothering you a little bit more, happening a little more often? Are you as exhausted as I am and perhaps not as planned as you for the day as you want to be? This is for sure how I've been feeling. And so today, Amy and I wanted to talk about tightening up our classroom management. It can happen anytime during the year. It happens multiple times during the year. I don't know if it's just fall or not, Amy, but that's how I've been feeling this week. And so I'm glad that we decided to chat about this. Yep. It's a good idea. Um, yeah. You know, things are just, they just get, they're just getting loose, right? They're just getting, we're getting all more comfortable with each other and we're, you know, back in the classrooms and with each other. And so I think it's just time for a refresh. And when I think about the, the high leverage points that we've talked about in the past, the first, my first job is to revisit my social contract and remind myself as well as the students about what we said we wanted in our classroom and what are the behaviors that we wanted in our classroom. And so I think we just have to review, edit, tighten up, talk about like, are we living up to what we said we wanted? Mm -hmm. um, and I think I touched on this as well, but you know, reminding myself as much as students, if I'm exhausted, they might be exhausted or mm -hmm. if they're slipping, am I slipping, right? Right. One other thing that happens, I think, is that sometimes we can go away frustrated and we don't do enough digging about, well, when is it really happening? Or what, what is it exactly? Is it all day? Is it just at certain times? Is it just when I'm transitioning from math? Is it just when I'm going to lunch, right? And so I think we do have to also it's not the whole day most of the time, right? But right. we can all, we've all said that before, like the whole day, everybody was doing this, right? Hopefully these, not. Yeah. Right. We make these all or nothing statements sometimes, sure. you know, sure. honestly, we come by it honestly. Right. And so some practical things that I've done is, is to pick out those naming sticks again, right? Pick out those sticks where I'm randomly picking on people or, you know, this is the time of the year where, we really pull out that three before me, right? If you're tired of repeating instructions, if you're tired of repeating expectations, 
tell them to ask a friend. I'll ask a trusted friend, what should I be doing right now? How do we stand in line? How do we do this, right? Kids can't wait to tell each other what to do, but in a <laughs> respectful way, right? In right. A way, like, I know what to do. And it also encourages them to help each other when you're not telling them to do that. Right. One other thing that I, I often, it just depends on the year. I don't always have a line order for kids. I, I just, but I've noticed lately, like transitioning any place is taking a long time. And so I put together a line order and it made it so much simpler for me. And it's not that big a deal. And kids will just get in line. And so when we come in from lunch, we're in line order. It just makes my life so much easier. I can see who's there. I'm not wasting any time. Um, lean into that reward system or that that way that maybe your school is providing incentives for students. Lean into it. It's at my school we have this sort of this PBIS and we have this money system where students earn um, dollars for doing things right. The school money and they go to a school outside of my. They go to another school. <laughs> they go to a store outside of my classroom. Right. One thing I love is that they've incorporated incentives at like experiences as things kids can spend their money on, not just things, which I really like, but that's great. It's like, it's free. The system is free. Give them out, catch kids doing things right. When you feel like all you see is the unwanted, catch them doing it right because you're reinforcing that. And then I, I kind of mentioned it, tighten up transitions, right? So there's something we can do when, we feel like it's it's not out of control, Amy, but in our mind, we're like, what's going on? Yeah, Everyone's lost their mind, blah, 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 right? These are some really key things that I leaned into that really helped me this week, Thursday and Friday, Yeah, to make the week Yeah. Better. So, yeah. Well, so I heard you say PBIS. So sometimes people have a school-wide uh, positive behavior incentive system. But if not, you're free to make one, like, let's get one in your own classroom if you don't have a school-wide structure. Because I think that we can tend to become very naggy if we don't have a system already in place to reward the positive instead of get into that habit of don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. So that's, and that's really good advice. I would say have one in your class as well, right? Have one in your class where they're earning something like we're the Raptor. So we we do dino eggs, but I, you're right. That positive behavior incentive system. Yeah. Key. Even if, even if that's school wide have one in your, in your classroom too. I like that. Well, so, and I, I always try to remember, this is the good news and the bad news, right? Because much of our classroom management is often handled with good lesson planning. So good news, bad news, because it turns it back on us, (laughs) but also good news because it turns it back on us so we can control it. So the more planned your day is, we know this, um, the better it goes. So if I've planned more in a day, I think we've always, we will always discover that those are the days that go smoother. Um, And I I remember like if I had more planned that I didn't get to, it went by smoother. And not only that, but I had more to roll over to the next day. So it just kind of got in a good pattern of, um, I'm over planning, so to speak, and mm-hmm. then I'm catching all of those transitions and behaviors before they get out of hand. Um, so we know an engaging lesson handles a lot of the management. And the other good news about that at this time of year is we know our kids by now. 
Um, and so we've learned more about the kind of pace that they need, the kind of uh, breaks they need, because every year is different and every classroom is different. So there may be things that worked last year that we need to tweak for this year, but we learned those things by now. So let's plan with that in mind, with our own kind of classroom culture in mind. And we know what's engaging to them. And the more engaging lesson we have, it's going to handle some of our classroom management um, griefs, so to speak, before we have to. Yeah. So I, I know at this point, probably everyone listening, including ourselves, have tried to wing it. You know, today, I got this today. <laughs> Friday, I'm exhausted. I we're, we, we got it. And I don't know. I don't know if somebody has had a successful day winging it let us know. I don't think I ever have. So um, we just have to remind ourselves and our teacher friends here that the reality is things go better the more planned we are. And usually we need to be more planned than we think we need to be even. So let's yeah. just remember that as we go. Yeah. You know, and give yourself grace, right? I sure. think you're exactly right, Amy. Like, I love this whole, like, you're exhausted, right? Everyone is doing the best they can. And so some days go the way you want, some days they don't, but they're not indicative of the whole picture. That's right. right. So, That's right. But I love that. You know, we all have, we all, and we've winged it and it's gone okay, but it's never as good as the, we can't, we can't, that can't be our marker. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, that's a good point. Like it's easy to say the whole week was <laughs> chaos, but it right. probably was not all chaos. <laughs> so, and then let's go back to those all important boundaries. You know, we talked about all our routines and procedures at the beginning of the year. And we talked about how much reward you'll get for that. And this is when you need them now. So we know our students and ourselves, we all need to know where those lines are. And we have more, we, we feel safer and we can learn, we can learn more creatively when we know where those lines are. So I always like kind of picture this box like it makes me think of the mimes that you see on the streets but you picture this like invisible box in the dark and once you kind of are your eyes are closed and you're feeling for these walls or these boundaries um you're going slow and you're nervous at first but once you learn where the boundaries are then you know where you're free to move and so you can safely move around so we've learned the boundaries by now we've practiced them our students know them we know we've tweaked them, hopefully. So we know what routines we needed to fix. And so, you know, let's lean on those and remind each other of those um, mm. and use them. So they still have their freedom in the classroom. They still have a lot of things that they can choose, but they also know where the boundaries are. And I also like to think of it as that too, because certain times of the year, you know, you feel like you need to tighten them in, right? Yeah. yeah. And other times you can loosen them up. So this might be that time of year that we all need to tighten up. And then once we get back in our groove, we can maybe let it go a little bit. You know, Amy, this, it, it sort of goes with this. It reminded me of this, you know, as the year goes on, our, our students stamina and mm. like ability, length of ability to engage or things like that might lengthen some, mm -hmm. but it also made me think about these boundaries about what are we doing because we know our kids so well, right? What are we doing to help them come back? Are we using mindfulness mm. tools? Are we using, um, are we putting those breaks in the time? Right. Right. Is that part of our boundaries? Like, you know, students saying like, oh, can we do a movement break? Right. That's a boundary we know about. Right. Right. 
And so I think it made me think about, you know, we, we get so into what we're doing that we might, oh, we, I'm not going to do my mindfulness break or I'm not going to do a movement break. But that might that this misbehavior or unwanted behavior might be an indication of that. So that's it just a good me, point. When you said that, it made me think about making sure we're including that. That's a good point. Well, and you've always said, like, say what you mean, mean what you say. So if you said we have a movement movement break at this mm-hmm. time A of every day and then you decide to take it out, what message does that send? Wait a second. She just rocked my world. Yeah. So, and are things equitable across the board? I think sometimes I try to look like, look in first. Okay. So if there's a certain behavior that keeps regularly popping up, we can, we also for sure need to know what's changed in that child's life. Maybe that Mm -hmm. I need to check in with. So something may has changed. And what you said before about all of us feeling burned out. If we're feeling burned out, they probably are too. But let's also think about like, what am I doing? And you pointed to that. Like, what have I loosened up maybe? Or what have I um, included or not included that's mm. that's changing the dynamic? Um, and I think a conversation about this with kids can go a long way. You know, that authenticity to say, hey, we need to tighten this part up or I've I've gotten kind of, I've forgotten about this part of the day and I'm going to put it back in. What can I expect from you all? Those conversations go a long way because they really, just like we have their best interest in mind, they have each other's best interest in mind as well. So let's look at the reasons the behaviors are popping up. Is it something that's changed in that child? Is it something that's changed in the routine? Are we just tired and burned out? Or is it something that I'm doing in there that's changing the culture a bit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I think that's a really important point. And I think, you know, we've said this before, teachers are naturally reflective. And, mm-hmm. you know, at some points we can over say it's so many things of us or it's so many things of kids, but it's always really a balance. You know, it's right. like a family. It's like, a you know, anywhere else that, you know, any kind of community that you're in. Right. Right. There's all there's always these points where there's stress or there's abundance of joy or there's all these things. And so I think, you know, we do need to look at ourselves because we really are the, the facilitators in there. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're leading it. So we're leading by example. And so what are we doing um, that is attributed, can we be attributed to or part of it? And so I think that kind of leads into this last part about, I think what you say, the great thing and, you know, the hard thing is that, we can really lean into relationships at this point. That's right? right. We can really, we've been building relationships, learning about kids, having our morning meetings, finding out about them. And so I think we need to lean into relationships with kids, with parents, but especially as a community, really lean into those relationships and have, this is a place where student voice is important because, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because, you know, if you're noticing it, kids are noticing it. Right. And, you, you can say like, uh, you know, I, as I've gone on in my career, I've been able to stop and say, I need you to look around the room and see what we're doing that's not helping us meet our goal or objective today. Okay. And kids can have that conversation or I allow the conversation of like, wow, I'm really frustrated right now and I need to tell you what I'm frustrated about and I want you to think about how that might make me feel. Or... I like that. Or... When I know my students, I know that perhaps this subject is hard for them. Right. Or I know that 
um, this time of day. Or... This t- yeah. Yeah. I know this about my kids. And so one-on-one conversations with students about what they're doing or things they might not even realize, right? All, you know, we've always said this, but kids acting out in any way is really just their way of communicating with you of something, whether it's good, bad, ugly, any of those things, right? We're helping, right. we need to help kids name them. And I think that whole think aloud, model aloud of like healthy self-talk that adults can have, mm-hmm. that kids can have as well. You know, I think about this, you know, we think about this with kids, right? You know, you're always trying to help your your child understand their feelings better so that they move on from happy, sad, mad, right? right. So that they, right. they know that disappointment's different or whatever. And I think that same thing is for kids. You know, there there just could be something going on or maybe it's not making sense or whatever the case may be. But I think, you know, we put so much time and energy in those relationships. And so lean into them. Mm-hmm. And I think kids really appreciate that. I think kids appreciate feeling valued and important and authentically, like, what are we going to do to fix this together? Because they always come up with great things. Sure. Right. You know, I think they always come up with great things. And so, um, and I bet I never really asked them, but I bet they're as tired of me nagging as (laughs) I am of nagging. I was just going to say, if you're feeling it, they're feeling it too. And I don't think I knew that in my first year, or at least at the beginning of my first year, you know, that because you, you think like, oh, they're so young or whatever you think, but yeah, they feel that it's the same. It's a system that all works together. And yeah, if you're feeling frustrated, they are too. Yeah. But, you know, and I think um, the one other thing about classroom management or you know, what's really made me thought, think about it as we've talked about this podcast is the connection between social emotional learning. Mm-hmm. And we're still in a pandemic. We are we're still in a, you know, it's, you know, kids know it's a safe place, but, you know, day to day, the news, oh. the feeling, right. And I think we don't always talk about it because we just try to keep it moving and make it normal. I'm making quotes in the air on this podcast. <laughs> and so... You know, I think we just need to honor that as well, that that's something that's impacting me. Yep. That's something that's impacting them. It's impacting their family. It's impacting our school. It's this overarching thing that's always there. And so, yeah. you know, that can be an attributing factor. To it, all it, of it is. It is a contributing factor. You're exactly right. Yeah. And so don't loosen up on your social emotional learning time, talking with your kids. How are they feeling? You know, yep, good point. What are they thinking about? Um, you know, do they feel safe at school? Those kinds of things. Just don't loosen up on that because all of those emotions are happening, you know, at a at a at a higher rate or at a more um, prevalent rate because we are kind of living in these times. So yeah. That's right. So anything so, else, Anne? Well, I think I just I you've you've reminded me for years and it's I think really the most important thing I kind of want to get across is just if something is not working, if you're not happy with how the day went or how the days have been going, it seems, then start fresh right now. Start fresh on Monday. Start fresh the next day. Um, we feel sometimes that we need to we just get in the groove and we need to wait till, you know, 
after we get back from a break or even after we get back from a weekend or it's kind of just cooked until after conferences or whatever these milestones are. But truthfully, every single day, you have an opportunity to change. So tomorrow, have the conversation, have the plan about what you want to do differently, talk to your students about it and, and change it right then. Yeah, I mean, I think that is the best tip we can give people. You know, I think about classroom management kind of like a plant. It's going to sound yep. kind of crazy, but like, no, it's good. They're there, right? The plant is there. And they basically could take care of themselves, right? If you put them by a window, they're, by, they're, they're getting sun. You water them, you know, you're watering them occasionally. Those are kind of like the reminders. But sometimes you'll notice you'll look over and the plant looks a little droopy. Yeah. And the leaves <laughs> are a little sad. But like you said, today, early tomorrow morning, right away, you water it, the, it springs back, right? It springs right. back. And so, and it always needs care, even if it's not looking at us in the face and saying it, it always needs care. It always needs right. light. It always needs nurturing. And so I would say, think about classroom management like that. Every day we can make it better. Every day we can make a change. And so, yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. It was great chatting with you and we'll Talk to you again soon. Thanks again for joining us here at Copy Room Chat. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and click the button so you don't miss any of the chat. And remember, head over to www.thepracticalteachers.com for more resources and to sign up for our monthly newsletter.